Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, I don't want to do the podcast. Well, why? I'm hungry, Sydney. Oh, okay. I'm hungry. Um, why didn't you eat something before? It's 9.30. It's too early to eat for me. I gotta, I gotta wait till late. Justin. So I'm feeling Justin great. Justin doesn't eat any of his meals at appropriate times. No. He eats like some meal that is cereal that he eats at, what, like 11.30? At night? A.M. A.M. Yeah, that's like a brunch cereal. That's it, though. That's not a no. That's not brunch. That's not breakfast. That's not lunch. That's not brunch. That's not it's, anything. It's not about meals. Sydney. That's just a bad job. Sydney, it's not about meals. It's about energy, food energy. It's, you see, let me tell you how food works. Oh, you're gonna okay. Well, when please, I wake up, when I wake up, that's just wake up energy. Okay, mm-hmm. so I just have regular energy right and then after that i um drink coffee so then i have i'm fueled by coffee energy and that gets me to about There's 11 caffeine but okay 11 sure. 30 11 yeah. to 11 30 okay and then i need like breakfast energy like cereal energy to get me up the hill so you eat the cereal and then it turns into to food energy and you use that to like really rev your motor and get your get all your work done for the day so okay so the cereal turns into food energy that's the way food yes basically how does, how does that happen what what is your concept of well okay uh you eat the food uh-huh. and as you chew the food you're releasing the bonds that you hold sound effects just like that because i'm batman okay <laughs> and then uh as you chew the food you release the energy that's stored in the covalent bonds ionic <laughs> elemental bonds and then the you named some bonds there nu- that's good nucleus of the energy of the food energy uh-huh. is released right, the into nucleus. your system uh-huh. and it all lands in your stomach and there it is digested into like electricity basically that goes to different parts of your body and powers your muscles to control your bones okay so that is that that's how food works that's how food works it's not. Okay. No, you're wrong. Agreed to disagree. So if anyone is listening who doesn't know how food work, food works, that's wrong. Don't listen. That's not how words work. That's not how plurals work. <laughs> Smart elk. Okay, well, you you practice in your realm over there of right. words, and I'll, I'll stick with science, okay? Right. So, no, that's not that's not actually how digestion or, or food energy, food energy works. Um, but, you know, you are not the first person to not know how digestion works. I would hope not. I don't think Charlie knows. Well, fair, but I think, you know what? Even if she could speak and she could explain it, I think she'd do a better <laughs> job than you just fair did. Enough. Uh, it took us quite a while to figure out how digestion works. 
And there's one one person in particular who did some some pretty interesting and gruesome things to figure this out that I think you'd be interested in hearing about. Mm-hmm. So why don't I tell you about Dr. William Beaumont and Mr. Alexis St. Martin? Okay, sounds good. Okay. Uh, first of all, before I tell you why I'm going to tell you about these two guys, I want to thank some people. Um, Hannah, who did, she did what I, what you like to refer to as the McElroy bump. Mm-hmm. She suggested this topic a while ago, and then we hadn't done it. So she suggested it again, so it would be fresh in my inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some other people who suggested it. Dale, Robert, Brendan, Grant. Thank you, guys. This is a great topic. And I, Justin, you're going to be so grossed out. You're going to love it. I can't. Oh, I haven't eaten that. Well, I guess that's better. No, that All is. Trust me, that is better. Um, we're not going to advertise any food today, right? No, no food sponsors. Good. Okay. Thank goodness. They'd hate us. Um, so prior to the 1800s, doctors really didn't understand, much like Justin, didn't understand the process of digestion very so I'm well. much like a doctor in the 1800s. I can live with that. You know what? You Yes. I think your medical knowledge is about <laughs> equal to a doctor prior to the 1800s. Okay. Uh, there were two. There were two big camps of people um, in the medical community. And when I say medical community, let's be fair. We're still talking about people who are like, "Hey, I'm a doctor. I cut somebody's leg off once behind the barn. Yeehaw! He didn't want me to, but I did it. Right? Psychopaths. Yeah. I mean, there were some people who had actually tried to train, but there were a lot of people who were just like, "My first name is doctor, so I think that counts." <laughs> Um, in the two camps, so the two camps on digestion, one believes that digestion is a mechanical thing. So basically you chew the food, it goes down into your, into your stomach and then your stomach just kind of mushes it around until it digests. And then your intestines probably help finish the process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's all mechanical. Yeah. Food's tossed around, mushed up and. Well, that's not right. Cause I know stomach acid's a thing. Well, there you go. And that was the other camp. They thought that there was something inside the stomach, some kind of fluid. There were some people who thought acid was part of the process um, that actually broke the food down into different parts. And then you digested it that way. Uh, But nobody really understood the process. Now, Dr. Beaumont is credited with figuring this out um, with the with a lot of assistance from somebody who I would consider a very unfortunate participant in history, mm-hmm. Mr. Alexis St. Martin. So let me tell you about who these two guys are. First of all, Dr. Beaumont was born in Connecticut in 1785. And when I say doctor, this is this is crazy. The the amount of training or the lack of training he had to become a doctor. So back then, if you wanted to be a physician, you could just what they call read under someone. Meaning? So you would find a doctor who was willing to let you read under them, meaning that they would, you would find books that said stuff about medicine. I don't know if it's right or not, because it's 1809 when we're talking about this. Um, and then you would read them and you could, I guess, like, I don't know, have book club with them. Like you could tell them like, what book should I read next? Doctor. And he would tell you, and then you'd tell him that you read it. And I don't know, he might quiz you maybe. Perfect. I love it. Um, but that was kind of what you would do at first. You would read under them. And then eventually, once you saved up enough money, you would pay them to do an apprenticeship with them. Okay. So he read under a doctor. So it's like Oprah. The entire nation has been reading under Oprah. Yes. She's just telling us what books to read, and then eventually we'll get an Oprah apprenticeship. Who's going to get the Oprah apprenticeship? Me. Congratulate me. Con- congratulations. Hooray. Yay. Do we get a car? You get a car. I, I get, get a it. car. There's only two people in the room. So it's oh. only two cars. It's not that extravagant. That's but. not as exciting. Yeah. So he so he read under a doctor starting in 1809. And then in 1811, he was able to buy an apprenticeship with that doctor. And by 1812, he was a doctor. There you go. So 
Were, were it only that simple now? Um, he did, but he did have a lot of on-the-job training, I will say, because he worked uh, as an army surgeon or as a surgeon's mate initially and then as an army surgeon um, in the War of 1812. I like this guy's real ladder climber. Um, he also then later opened a private practice uh, where he would see patients. And after the experiments we're going to talk about, he had a huge private practice because he was pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Um, where, we, where we're going to start our journey with him is on Mackinac Island in 1822. This is where we meet Alexis St. Martin. Alexis St. Martin is not a doctor. Okay. He is a voyager. Ooh. Isn't that a cool name? That's a cool, or yeah, that a cool, a cool title. A voyager. Yeah. So he worked with the American Fur Company. He was a fur trader. Mm-hmm. So he would paddle around in a canoe and, I don't know, kill things and get the fur and then take it back and... Beaver pelts and Yeah, whatnot. and yeah. sell it for money. And he worked on Mackinac Island. Uh, this is in Lake Huron. He was a, a French-Canadian. And th- we're talking about, as we talk about these two men, these are really two different classes of society. Like, Dr. Beaumont was... Um, by the time they met, was an officer uh, in the army. And uh, Alexis St. Martin was part of the the fur traders who were seen as kind of like a rough class. Like they gambled and they drank and they partied and they spent all the money they made trading furs on, you know, loose women and cool drinks. And I'm with you. Hot music. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, wow. whatever cool people do. Yeah, what do cool people do? Oh, we have no idea. These, these two men probably would never have come into contact is what I'm saying. Okay. Usually. Except for in June of 1822, when poor Alexis was accidentally shot in the stomach with a shotgun. Um, when it, And I, it sounds like, from all accounts, it was an accident. It went off about three feet away from him. So he's shot in the stomach. Um, Dr. Beaumont is, is nearby and is one of the, the physicians and an officer. He runs to the rescue to save this poor guy. He's got a hole in his side about the size of the palm of your hand. Um, there, he This... this shotgun blast has damaged not just his stomach but his left lung is damaged two ribs are damaged and they can see a big gaping hole in his actual stomach uh they know it's in his stomach because his breakfast immediately spilled from the wound there's the first piece of the puzzle right there food is in your tummy there (laughs) you're welcome doctors so we're already learning already making progress Uh, alexis isn't learning alexis is clinging to life um and, and Dr. Beaumont comes to, to try to treat him and rescue him, knowing that at the time, this is likely a fatal wound. Right. I mean, that's that's what we're thinking. Because we didn't really understand infection very well, as, as, as in, like, what caused it. But we knew that usually we couldn't stop it and people died. Um, so Dr. Beaumont, though, he, he is intrepid. He does his best. And he, he actually uses his pen knife to kind of pick out the pieces of broken rib and then push the lung back where it goes. Cool. Cool. Uh, he cleans the wound up and he puts a poultice of some sort on it, probably, as you would do. Probably just like dirt and fox hair and wishes. <laughs> that some kind of animal poop. You know there's you know animal poop there's in there. Scat. There's always animal poop. Um, and then he waits. And for the next six months, it's it's kind of touch and go whether or not Alexis is going to survive. Um, he gets pneumonia. The wound becomes infected. Uh, none of this is surprising, considering the, you he's know. Hu- he's hungry. <laughs> he's really so hungry. hungry. <laughs> Dr. Beaumont does his best to tend to him. Um, using the treatments of the time, he bleeds him periodically. 
you know, why not? Yeah. He's got a big hole in his stomach. Why not cut open a vein and bleed him a little bit? Um, he cleans the wound as often as he can. He he tries at one point, um, and this was another common treatment at the time, when somebody's sick with something you don't know what to do, give them something that'll make them puke. You know, get the bad stuff out. Sure. Ipecac, something like that. Exactly. So he gives him a cathartic, meaning something that would make him puke. And you can imagine what happened in that situation. I can't and I won't. <laughs> Well, do you want me to describe it to you? Yeah, in great detail. So, I mean, he instead of throwing up because he's got this big hole in his stomach, everything just kind of comes pouring out. Great. Like the hole in his stomach. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. This actually, for a while, they feed him through what they record as anal injection for a while mm. to keep him nourished. Mm. So, I wish I'm wondering, like, I don't even know what tools or what food. Probably a turkey baster. We didn't have like inshore. I don't even know. You think a turkey baster? Yeah. What were they? What were they? Just pureeing thing? Puree turkey. <laughs> it's all turkey based system. <laughs> Maybe some cranberries around the holidays. Just a nice, nice butt lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ever say butt lunch again. <laughs> Oh, I guess it's like a real good butt lunch. I guess it's a festive butt lunch. If you got to have a butt lunch, yeah. you want it to be festive. Yeah. If you're going to town, going to Lincoln, <laughs> if you're having butt lunch, yeah, have some ground up turkey and cranberries. <laughs> now, it's remarkable considering all this that Alexis not only survives, he starts improving. He's doing better. <laughs> um, <laughs> is he doing by... better, though, Sydney? He like, is, is he doing better? Well, I mean, he's alive, he's breathing, his heart's beating. Um, he's not riddled with infection by December. Okay. So, I mean, this is a long time. June to December, he's struggling. He's sick. Yeah. By, by December, um, they can actually just put a bandage over the wound, a uh, really, you know, tight bandage, and then he can eat and food doesn't come spilling out of his stomach. Wonderful. That's that's good, right? Uh, that's good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's better, better. I think. Better than it's, it's, anal injection, better than butt lunch. Better than butt lunch. <laughs> This is, see, it's too bad we're not doing any. Come to TGI food. Fridays this <laughs> this week for mozzarella slammers. We guarantee they're better than butt lunch. <laughs> is that? I think Guy Fieri uses that. Come down, <laughs> come down to guy, come down to Johnny Salsa's this weekend for our quesadilla tower. It's wrapped in bacon and slammed in nacho cheese, and it's better than butt lunch. <laughs> Um, as, as, so now that the, the wound is, is better, Beaumont starts trying to close it, you know, cause he, he's been too sick for him to really go through the surgery to try to, you know, sew up this hole. So he starts trying to close up the wound, uh, and he tries this several different times and he just can't get it to close. It won't stay closed. He can't get the edges to approximate, meaning like come together and stay, stay sealed. So now there's a much smaller hole in this man's side. But it's still very much present, which I, I guess at that point, if you've got a hole in you, you don't really care how big it is. It's like a problem. Um, and what Dr. Beaumont notices is it's, and you kind of have to envision this. So it's healed up around the edges. It's like a tunnel that's solid all the way through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like all healed up on the sides. So stuff's not going to come out of the stomach and just spill into the abdominal cavity. It goes out of the body and then back into the stomach. It's like a one-way street there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is called a gastric fistula. Oh, okay. And that is what he has developed. Did they have to invent a name for it? No, there were right actually... On the spot? 
There were, it's funny. There were actually throughout history, there have been other people who have survived with gastric fistulas even prior to Alexis St. Martin. But um, what's notable is that most of them didn't uh, use it to, I guess, the betterment of mankind, mm-hmm. as Alexis will do here soon. Spoiler alert. Um, now, at this point, because, you know, he's pretty much stable, he's got this hole in his stomach. Um, he's got to cover it so that it, food doesn't come out when he eats. But he could go back to his life. Um, however, he doesn't think, you know what, that whole rough existence as a fur trader is probably going to be pretty tough on somebody with a hole in their gut. And Beaumont agrees with him. That's probably not a good idea. And not only that, he sees an opportunity here. Because he can look at his gut, gully works? Exactly. So, you know, everybody's been debating about digestion. And now all of a sudden we have this opportunity to study it really up close and personal. Mm -hmm. So he hires Alexis to keep him around. He first hires him in 1823 to be his handyman. So, which I think is kind of interesting because, like, you can't be a fur trader because that's too hard. But just chop some wood for me and mow my lawn or whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Do some chores. Um, It takes him a while of persuading, a year or so. But eventually, Beaumont talks him into letting him do some experiments on this hole in his stomach. I don't know. What? what, Okay. (sighs) What kind well, I'm going to give you a brief respite. Before I tell you about the experiments, why don't you come down with me to the billing department? Oh, thank God. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. 
Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got at two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Okay, Sid, tell me about these stomach experiments, he said, not really wanting the answer to his question. So... Dr. Beaumont has this guy, Alexis St. Martin, he's got a hole in his stomach, and he thinks, what can I put in there? (laughs) So he starts by tying pieces of meat to a string and then just kind of dangling them into the hole in his stomach. Mm. And he tries different kinds of meat. Like, he starts off, and he's like, here's some salted... Trying to catch a gator. (laughs) Trying to catch himself a gator. A tummy gator. (laughs) That's how your food is broken down. That's how your tummy food gators. is broken down, tummy gators. We solved it. What if he did reach down some food on a string and he just pulled up a little tummy gator? Like, how stoked would he be? Like, hey, guys. Hey, hi. Hello. It's Dr. Beaumont. We were very wrong. <laughs> we were almost incalculably wrong. But it is much cooler than it we ever thought. Do you know how sometimes when you throw up really hard, a little alligator comes out? Well, good news. I have cracked that case as well. It's <laughs> that, See, they teach you that in med school, but you've got to get to like the higher levels of med school. Yeah, <laughs> you got to pay extra before they yeah. tell you that. It's info. like Scientology. <laughs> you got to get an OT3 before they'll tell you that your tummy's full of little gators. That's when you get so far into that they tell you that and you go, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this no. is a bad med school. I have gone astray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was he dangling? So he tried some, some salted lean beef, some salted... F- fat pork um and then he started trying like raw beef mm. so he was dangling just like raw pieces of beef in in this poor guy's stomach um he did try things that weren't meat occasionally stale bread raw cabbage he would dangle it in there and then take it out at like one hour two hours three hours to see what it looked like basically mm. okay to see you know how did it did it break down if it wasn't being moved you know what was happening um, he would also like take the temperature of his stomach. So he would have him fast and then check the temperature, which was hundred degrees in case you're interested. And then he would like take some of the juices from his stomach, like stick a spoon in there and mm-hmm. take some gastric juices out. Some tummy juices. Yeah. yeah. Put them in a test tube, make sure they stayed at hundred degrees and then put food in that and see like, does that digest food just as easily if I like put it in a test tube and then we try them at different temperatures and, um, you know, basically just see like what. What happens? Like, what what is it in the stomach that's digesting the food? Um, as you can imagine, these experiments left Alexis feeling... Terrible. Yes. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah, thanks for dangling raw pork in my tummy. I'm going to go. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's funny. They note that he had indigestion afterwards, which I think sounds like a like an understatement. Yeah, right. Indigestion. Got off easy. Um, so it, after only about a month or so... Alexis takes off back to Canada and he's like, 
I'm sorry, dude. You know, I, I appreciate that you saved my life. I appreciate that you tried to give me a job. But I just think the price is too steep here. Mm. Um, this is not fulfilling or rewarding work. I feel like crap. So I'm going back to Canada where he got married and had kids. Great. And they had holes in their tummies, too. No. Because he passed it on. No, that's not how that works. That's how that works. He must have been a really charming guy. Oh, boy. You know how <laughs> you know how smooth a talker you have to be? To... There's a, one other thing that I meant to tell you. <laughs> I put food in a hole in my belly. <laughs> that's right. That's where I put food. Well, now. T- Imagine a first date's <laughs> dinner. What if your first date is dinner? A breadstick? Another breadstick? Oh, I really shouldn't. Unzipped shirt. <laughs> don't mind if I do. Tummy hole. <laughs> I don't think he he fed himself that. Way. I bet at parties he did. You don't know guys <laughs> he, very well. He was kind of a heavy drinker, so yeah, uh, yeah. Sydney, hi. I'd like you to meet uh, every dude ever. Would definitely, <laughs> definitely do that at every opportunity, <laughs> especially when drunk. Are you kidding me? Well, but maybe he had to drink so much because it kept coming back out. Right, like uh, like that uh, that old joke. A skeleton walks into a bar and he says, "Bartender, I need a beer and a mop." <laughs> That's a good joke. Thanks, that's a pretty I'll good joke. That. So, okay, so Alexis leaves, but Beaumont's not done with him. He he wants to understand digestion better. He didn't feel like he got enough. He he didn't feel like he crammed enough raw beef into his stomach. I guess so. Over the next ten years. Um, he keeps trying to get Alexis to come back and spend more time with them and do more experiments. And he occasionally succeeds. Like they would meet on and off. And the whole time Beaumont's traveling around to different places with the army. And he's he's ca- like writing letters to Alexis and like, please come back to me. I will pay you. I will bring your family with you and pay them too. Um, please, I really want to do some more experiments on your stomach. At one point, Beaumont even arranges to have him enlisted in the army. So he could travel with him. And like his job is just to follow him around and let Beaumont stick stuff in his stomach. (laughs) Um, uh, When they did come, when him and his family would come and stay with him for periods of time, um, Beaumont would pay them all like hired hands, essentially. Okay. Um, And it's a really odd relationship because like, uh, by all accounts, Alexis St. Martin didn't speak English very well. He was French Canadian. So Mm -hmm. he mainly spoke French and Beaumont did not... um, speak French that, right. that we know of. So they probably didn't communicate very well. They're from very different classes at the time. And if you read their letters, they kind of hated each other. Really? Yeah. Beaumont thought uh, Alexis St. Martin, he calls him a villain. He thought he was like a drunk and a, you know, just kind of worthless except for what he could, you know, teach us basically. His tummy tricks. Yeah. His, <laughs> except for the hole in his stomach. And uh, Alexis kind of thought Beaumont was a jerk and kind of elitist, but he felt an allegiance to him because he saved his life. Uh, So he would go back periodically. At one point in 1829, Beaumont paid the whole family to to come to Fort Crawford. Um, He started observing Alexis's stomach under different, like, weather conditions. Like, when it's rainy, how fast do you digest? When it's really hot outside, what what does raw beef do at that point? Um, At some point, this really ticked Alexis off, and he even, like, notes this in his experiments, like, when the subject's really angry his digestion is slowed down <laughs> so like you can note the <laughs> the effect of of you know taking him off on your cabbage uh. <laughs> <laughs> um 
He compared like stomach juices to water. That was a big thing he did to see like, would anything break it down? Or is there something in the, you know, in the stomach juice that really breaks the food down? Um, he he got mad again at, at this time and left again in 1831, um, only to meet up with him again a year later, 1832, in Washington, D.C. And then it's just the two guys together. Like, they spend some months together in Washington, D.C., just the two of them, like, holed up in a hotel somewhere doing experiments on his stomach. Can you imagine? Like, what a weird period of time. Yeah, that would be a, yeah, that would be an odd, odd way to spend your days. And like, and he's doing experiments, like, at one point they note that he put 12 raw oysters into his stomach hole. Ugh, God, come on. Which, I don't know, this sounds like the weirdest, like, romantic, like... They meet up again. It is. It's like, it's like a will they won't they put food <laughs> into his stomach. Like they at, the, at first they hated each other, but then something changed. He got well. He got shot in the stomach with a shotgun. But can I offer that, you some what, oysters? Can, that is a that is like the worst meat cute ever. I think <laughs> though, getting shot in the stomach with a shotgun. He uh, he would also make him exercise. I'm hoping not like immediately after the raw oysters. Let, yeah, let's hope so. Um. The two finally parted ways after this Washington, D.C. extravaganza trip. This is, I don't know, I guess they toured the city, looked at the monuments, <laughs> checked out the mall. I don't think there were many at the point. At no, there's not a lot to look no, at. There wasn't a lot to look at yet, um, but they had oysters, and, and <laughs> then they, they parted ways. And Beaumont wrote his book where he wrote down all of his observations and proved once and for all that, it you know, it was, digestion was a chemical process. There was acid uh as he theorized hydrochloric acid in the juices as well as other things that would break food down and it wasn't just mechanical um but even after he published his book and it brought him a lot of fame which helped him a great deal in his private practice so he had like this flourishing private practice at this point he settled down in st louis and basically just was living out his life but he kept writing to alexis for the next 20 years wow to please come back I will pay. And sometimes like he would say he'd pay for his family and Alexis would be like, well, send me the money first so that I can, cause I don't have the money. I can't front it for you, dude. Right. You can't pay me back, but he wouldn't send him the money cause he thought Alexis was a scoundrel and he would just spend it on booze mm-hmm. or whatever. So he wouldn't pay for him to come back. Um, so they couldn't ever come to an arrangement. And unfortunately they never meet again because Dr. Beaumont slips on some icy stairs when he's visiting a patient at home in 1853 and hits his head and dies shortly uh. thereafter. That's terrible. Um, there, it, there is some sort of kind of, I don't know if this brings you some closure to this story. In 1856, Alexis St. Martin is traveling with essentially a medicine show hmm. at this point. Uh, there's a fake doctor. He goes by Dr. Bunting. <laughs> and he's selling people stuff. And kind of as a sideshow act, he has Alexis along. The man with the hole in his tummy. Exactly. So you can show him off. And he probably is doing weird things to him like Beaumont. Sure, did, sure. You know? Um, but he, he shows up in St. Louis. Now, of course, Dr. Beaumont has passed away at this point. Uh, but Alexis goes and visits his widow and his son, uh, Israel uh, Beaumont. And the two of them kind of strike up a friendship. And until uh, Alexis dies, him and Israel exchange letters and, and speak of his father and kind of share their admiration for, if nothing else, he did a lot of great things, um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Alexis... Uh, lived to his 80s, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That's crazy. Yes. He died in 1880. Um, on a sad note, his family, uh, after he died, left his body out to decompose in the sun for several days. 
And then when they buried him, they buried him very deep in an unmarked grave under a bunch of rocks uh, because they were so worried that somebody would dig him up and try to experiment on him more. I don't think that's necessarily sad. I think that's probably what he sounds like. Considering the way the, this cat lived his life, he probably would have been okay with that. That's true. It's that's, very no, pragmatic. It was a very pragmatic decision. It, it was it was years. It was like over a hundred years before somebody would finally reveal where where they buried the body, um, so that they could like pay tribute to him. And the the Canadian Physiological Society got you know his descendants to reveal where the grave was and then they they went and put a, a plaque there basically just marking you know this is yeah he, he made great contributions to science as did dr beaumont and um you know they do this by the way to cows oh really they create gastric fistulas in cows different universities across the country and like study digestion in cow stomachs by making holes in their stomach it's unfortunate but that's probably more efficient than trying to track down a french canadian and Voyager. shoot him in the stomach. Shoot him in the stomach. <laughs> Nurse him back to health slowly and poorly over the course of six months, and then have a torrid relationship over the next thirty years, during which you try to get him, you try to lure him to you with oysters. <laughs> uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We do have one additional sponsor. Uh, this is kind of weird. We've never had one of these before. It's a. a a movie trailer which is also weird because this is a podcast and movie trailers are visual medium but you know they they paid us some money so we have to to air it so uh here's that first up alexis st martin had it all a great job i am a voyager great friends girl i don't know how you do it it's like you can eat and eat whatever you want and you never gain weight but there was something missing I have a hole in my stomach. William Beaumont thought he had it all figured out. I've already studied an entire year to be a doctor. But he had a problem anybody can relate to. I want to resolve the question of whether human digestion is purely a mechanical or a chemical process. Until both of them found the answer where they least expected it. Him? This summer, experience the most beautiful on-again, off-again love story in history. Or, or at least, you know, medical history. Dear Alexis, please come back to me in St. Louis and visit again. No, I will not. I cannot. I have some oysters. He was an uptight medical doctor. And he was a vagabond fur trader. And they couldn't have been more different. Alexis, you left your dirty moccasins on top of my white coat again. It was not me. From Miller Boyette Productions, Matthew McConaughey is Alexis St. Martin. I am just a boy asking another boy to fix the hole in his stomach. Is that from the shotgun? No, but, but seriously, please fix the hole. And the little kid from Jerry Maguire, who's an adult now, as William Beaumont. Stop. Stop. You had me at gastric fistula. On June 16th, discover that the way to a man's heart really is through his stomach. In When Alexis Met William. Or Dirty Digesting. Or The Notebook. Full of observations on human digestion. I mean, take your pick. They all, they all pretty much work. There's a hole in my gut that can only be filled by you.
And this hole in my gut can't be filled with things I do. Oh, God, oh, God, yeah. I'll see that. I would yeah, tell that it. sounds amazing. Sounds like a great picture. Uh, we also want to tell you to uh, to uh, go get some uh, t-shirts. Uh, the new Sawbones t-shirt designed by Sydney's sister Taylor uh, is is available at maxfunstore.com. A lot of sizes are selling out or are low quantity, so go get one of those right now. Yeah, go check them out. They're really cool. And, and tweet Taylor's a picture really of us uh, of uh, at us of you wearing them. A few people uh, tweeted some some pictures. Yeah, uh, we love to see that. We love to see so that. Let us know. Let us know. Thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song "Medicines" as the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to the Max Fun Network for having us as a part of their their podcast family. There's a lot of great shows you can find at maximumfun.org. If you like Sawbones, I guarantee you're going to like something else on that network. So uh, go check it out. They got great shows like uh, 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 "Rendered." Uh, Stop podcasting yourself is is a very funny program. Um, my brother, my brother, and me. Thank you, dear. I appreciate that. Uh, Bullseye, great show about pop culture. If you if you're interested in that, there's tons of great stuff there. Maximumfun.org. That's going to do it for us. Until next Wednesday, I am Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.